You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, MAGA. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I am your host, author Brendan Dilly. This is my book right here, still breathing. The wisdom and teachings of a perfectly flawed man. You can pick that up on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or any other major book retailer. Also, if you love this show, support this show, subscribestar.com forward slash the dilly show subscribestar.com forward slash the dilly show we're still hovering around 434 subscribers right now when joe biden got into office there was 1013 of you so this is the effect the biden administration and uh, the biden economy has had on our subscriber uh list but that's okay i don't care we're still here and we're still getting the job done but uh, if you love the show for as little as five bucks a month, you can head on over to subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show to contribute today. Good morning, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. April 26, 2023. As I mentioned, Melania Trump's birthday. Happy birthday, First Lady Melania Trump, uh, a woman who I think is severely, severely underrated and uh, was really, really treated poorly while she was in the White House. And I hope to God America has an opportunity to atone for that treatment after 2024. I'm really, really hopeful that uh, she will get her due. But good morning, everybody. I hope you guys are having an excellent hump day. It's been a crazy day already. Uh, It seems like that's every day right now here in America. Lots going on right now. Some of it political, some of it geopolitical. And uh, we're going to have to break all of that down today. We've got to talk about what is going on abroad we're also going to talk a little bit about what is going on here at home. And then we're going to decide, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about culture wars. And unfortunately, I think when uh, when you insist on, uh, uh, I think when you're, you are operating as a hammer, everything starts to look like a nail. And this is something I'm noticing with MAGA, and I want to explain it a little more uh, succinctly, uh, what I mean. And so we'll break that down. We're going to talk a little culture today. We're going to talk some, we got news. We got economic news as well. I got a ton of dank memes. I honestly, the meme team's out. They're outpacing me. I can't even play everything I've grabbed. I know there was a bunch of stuff I didn't even get to grab uh, before the show because I was scrambling as usual. But we got a big show for you guys. There's a lot going on. You're going to get my insights and uh, and kind of where I think we're at and also what we can do to be a little bit more effective in the months to come. How are you guys doing? Everybody good? I know. It's a good time. Good time. You got to love it. Uh, okay. Well, I got something kind of cool this morning. I'll show it with you guys. It just arrived. First thing this morning. <clears throat> letters to Trump. That's right. The brand new book with the letters from uh, people who have written them to President Trump through the years. And it is astonishing what you're going to find in here. This dude has been literally the OG Mac since way back i mean you even got a letter in here from david rockefeller thank you so much this is from june 28th 1994 dear donald thank you so thanks so much for your thoughtful note about the dinner for the emperor and empress of japan at the metropolitan museum i think it was unquestionably a great success and that they thoroughly enjoyed it i appreciate very much your kind comments about my talk being able to see something of the museum between the reception and the dinner also made it special for their majesties there is no doubt in my mind therefore that the metropolitan was the right place for the dinner to be held 
This would have been made very difficult, however, had it not been for your friendly gesture in canceling the contract the Japanese consulate had made with the Plaza Hotel. Let me say again how deeply I appreciate the prompt and gracious way you agreed to this with all good wishes, David Rockefeller. So you've got something, you got something from everyone about Donald Trump. And, and then President Trump even wrote, I knew I liked David Rockefeller very well. He was very, uh, he, he was very patrician in the most complimentary sense of the word. He inherited at the time a great fortune and kept it going with style and dignity, a very respected banker. So this is like, I mean, Trump, he talks to everybody. Everybody, man. This thing is jaw-dropping. I got to be honest with you guys. Here's your Oprah Winfrey. She's super big mad about this. Uh, Donald, I just received the book excerpt. This is from January 11th, 2000. I have to tell you, your comments made me a little weepy. It's one thing to try and live a life of integrity, still another to have people like yourself notice. Thank you, Oprah. Too bad we are not running for office. What a team. Another one from Oprah. Um, let's see. Oh, nope, that was the one from Oprah. I mean, there might be more from Oprah, but that was, it's just, it's stunning. There's so, there is so much in here. It is huge. All right, here's one you guys will like. This is Clint Eastwood. Uh, Clint Eastwood says, as a movie star, Clint Eastwood just has what it takes. From the moment he hit the screen as a very big, uh, or excuse me, as a very young man, it was obvious he was going to be big, and he was as big as it gets. So uh, President Trump went on to say, The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly is one of the greatest movies ever made. He absolutely loved visiting Mar-a-Lago. Afterwards, writing to me, this is from Clint Eastwood. Dear Donald, thank you so very much for including us in your paradise, Mar-a-Lago. I've never seen anything as grand or felt as comfortable anywhere in the world. Sincerely, Clint. So that's pretty cool. So you guys are going to flip when you get this. Uh, I'm just now getting to crack it for the first time. So I've, I read one this morning and then I got busy. And then those ones I just read to you. But really incredible. It's a beautiful book. You can see how thick it is. It's, I mean, it's a huge book. Perfect for the coffee table. And um, that's, that's really nice. It's really nice, honestly. I think it's one of those things that that's going to do really well. And I think all of, all of MAGA needs to get a hold of that book and share as much of it as you can. Um, one of the things I would implore you to do, and I, and I don't know if Team Trump has thought about this, um, I would take photos of the letters in there that, that are most meaningful to you, or even better yet, I would take photos of the letters and then tag the people on, on Twitter. I think that's how you brand that one. And you just go, hey, isn't this you? All these Trump derangement assholes. I would take photos of these letters and then just tag them on Twitter and go, hey, isn't this you? I'm sorry, is this you right here? Didn't you say this? And I'll bet you you can get that thing. Tr Not only will you get that thing trending, but there's your receipts. And you can just aggregate all of them. That's your clap back for a lot of these people. Most of these people took handouts. They accepted help. They accepted uh, gifts. They accepted wisdom and knowledge and other things from President Trump. And when it finally boiled down to it and he needed their support, they backstabbed him uh, like so many do. And I think it's really appropriate that you just th – those letters need to be out in the public. So if, if the Dilly 300 can do this, you know, this is our next little mission. 
Once you get a hold of that book, take pictures, tag the people on Twitter in their replies, post it, tag the people, share them out. Because I think that's the, uh, we got to correct the narrative on President Trump. I actually am uh, having an appointment later on with a member of Team Trump, and then I'm hopefully going to get, hopefully I can get an appointment scheduled with uh, the comms team because I want to help with this particular mission. I talked about it a little bit on Twitter this morning. Republicans are punching back against, and, and I don't know, I don't know if it's because they don't realize how to fight this or if they've, uh, or perhaps they think that what they're doing is, is effective, but it's, it's not. So what's going on and has been going on now for some time, Democrats are branding Republicans as a name, insert name, whatever, racist, whatever. They say all these things. And ultimately the objective is to remove your humanity so that even though your policies are far better for the average American than that of the Democrats, they have subverted your ability to, uh, to, to compel people or even impact people and get them to believe you'll follow through on the policies. So what's happening with Republicans, because of the culture, they're being turned off by either centrist or leftist voters before they ever even get out the gate. And the reason is the left is branding you something and then Republican leadership is countering that with policy, which doesn't work. It doesn't work. The only way you can actually fight back against the narrative, like if they say you are, you're a monster who's anti-women, the, what you should be running immediately is all of the materials and, 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 and discussions showing you empowering, emboldening women. And this is where there's a fail because if you try to counter them on policy, yes, you'll win the argument against the person you're arguing with, but it's everybody else who's watching that's not going to trust you. You must, like, Republicans have got to take back, uh, I think, the, the, the moral high ground, but also the, the humanity. They cannot let Democrats continue to brand them as something and then counter every argument, but oh, well, look what we did with the economy. That's not going to win over low-information voters. And if you want to win, you have to win over younger, low-information voters. And you can't do that until you've softened their stance about you, you as a person. And the only way you can do that is by branding yourself in a different way. And I think that this is one of the things that a lot of, uh, a lot of the GOP and a lot of Republicans have, very, have been very, very slow to understand in 2023 and 2024, authenticity is going to be what separates them from everyone else. And if you can separate yourself from an authentic standpoint, you've got a shot at introducing ideas. And once your ideas are introduced, then it becomes a very easy discussion because if your ideas are better than the other sides, and they are, they'll, you will earn voters. But right now, people are fighting against this idea. And, and uh, frankly, I think the GOP establishment and a lot of Republican candidates don't understand the concept. And so I'm going to try to get myself in a position to where I can introduce this concept and start framing it that way. Because that book is a good start. It's nice. But we need more. And, uh, and I think that's what we're going to have to do. So we will see. We will see. I got a busy fucking day. What a, what a day. What a world we got going on right now. How are you guys? How is everybody in my chat today? You guys good? I hope you're having a good Wednesday. It's been a very interesting week. Um, some funny stuff going on. I got a lot of content here. Ah, oh boy. I'm looking around. I'm like, dude, I don't even think I got to organize everything the way I wanted. 
which is really unfortunate because I'm going to have myself all fucked up trying to figure out what's what. Typical Dilly. Anyway. <laughs> we got to talk a little polls. Nothing too crazy. Got some poll stuff. I got a bunch of, uh, I got a bunch of like stories I grabbed this morning as well that I just thought would be, I thought that they could use a little me <laughs> explaining the context around them and my thoughts. I think a lot of times Americans fall into a pattern or a, like we get moving in a direction and then everything becomes about that. It's kind of what I said at the beginning of the show about when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail, which is completely inappropriate. Yeah, you like this shirt, Trev? Oh, Trev noticed. Trev, I think you noticed, bud? Yeah, I got the shirt on. Yeah. Looks fucking good, doesn't it? What? What? Oh, it looks good. Yeah, the logo looks great. Doesn't it look nice? Yeah, I'm excited about it. We'll be uh, placing a big order for these soon. I've also got to get some... Uh, I got to get some estimates on hats as well. I get so much demand right now for hats. I got to step my game up. I've been so buried with campaign stuff. I've, uh, I've neglected a little bit of my shit, which is not a good thing. Um, hopefully you guys didn't notice watching the show. You know what I mean? Like I'm doing the best I can, but I'm just, I'm being pulled in a lot of different directions. And I feel, uh, I feel God kind of moving me around the board. And, uh, and obviously the effect it has on my business is not a good one. Um, so I've got to get myself kind of dialed back in. So, but it's, it's hard because I'm like, dude, I got to stay. I, I feel, I feel a pull and a responsibility in one spot, but it's not necessarily where my business is at. And that's, and that's a very weird, that's a weird thing for me because I've been doing one thing and doing it really, really fucking good for like six years. And now I'm adding another thing and I'm starting to realize I might be, and it sounds weird, you guys. I'm like, oh my God, maybe I am more valuable than I realized uh, when it comes to higher level campaign people. Like a lot of times I'm like, ah, you're not that smart, Brendan. There's other people, you know, they've got professionals, but then, uh, you know, I have access to some of these professionals and the, com and the, the deeper I go conversationally with some of them, the more I realize um, they don't know what I'm talking about. And, uh, and so then I'm like, okay, I got to, I've got to get my shit. To, I got to get these people like what what's going on in here. I need to get into uh, into their meetings so that they can kick it around and we can make some adjustments and we can because I don't want to just fucking win, man. I want to crush the opposition. I want to I want to do something that's never been done in America. I want to do uh, do it in a way that that takes all of the stress and the fear out of the experience for the American public. And uh, and in order to do that, you have to campaign in a different kind of way. So we'll see. Uh, we will see. Okay, let's get into some stories here. Um, do I want to start heavy-handed? I don't think I do. All right, I'm going to talk about something. Let's start cultural because I don't – I was going to start heavy-handed, but then it's like it's, it doesn't leave you any room, right? I'm going to start with something cultural, and this is kind of what I meant by telling you guys when you're a hammer, everything starts to look like a nail, right? And I already know, and I'm going to warn you because I love you guys. I'm already letting you know. You're going to think you're going to know my opinion on this and where I'm going. Um, and be careful because it's not where you think. Uh, and I'm not going to take the position you're expecting on this topic. So I already know. You'll start. You're going to jump in and you're going to be like, ah, ha, ha. And like I said, you're going to act like a hammer. And because everything you see is going to be a nail. And in this case, you will be wrong. And I'll explain completely why. Okay. Are you ready? I'm just I'm warning everybody. I'm warning because I already know how you guys are. You're going to jump and then you know, the jokes will start flying and all the things will be said. And then I'm going to make you be like, oh, shit, wait, he might be right. Okay. 
this is a cultural one, and, and, uh, and your initial reaction will be the one that's probably most likely incorrect. Mattel introduces first Barbie with Down Syndrome. The toy company collaborated with the National Down Syndrome Society to create the new doll. Uh, and uh, this is what the little doll will look like. It's a, a Barbie doll who has Down Syndrome. And I think a lot of people, uh, certainly when you see this, you're expecting this to be sort of a woke campaign thing. And you're wrong. I actually have absolutely no problem with this. I actually thought this was really adorable. Um, people with Down Syndrome uh, in special needs are not a uh, manufactured class of citizen. Those are legitimate, good people. They're sweet. They're innocent. I don't have a problem at all so that children with Down syndrome can have a doll that makes them aspire to something and that makes them feel uh, included. This is not the same as a fucking BLM doll. This is not the same as a uh, non-gendered, weird-ass, fucked-up doll. And this is probably... I know this is not what you guys would probably expect from me, but it's how I genuinely feel. I don't have a problem with this. And the fact that they partnered uh, with the, uh, the National Down Syndrome Society to create the new doll, I think is really cool. This isn't a choice. Uh, and this is what's kind of happened, and you want to be careful within our movement that you lose your humanity and you forget. People wanting to tape their dick down and throw on a dress with a, a beard and parade around uh, is not the same as somebody who is born and comes out of the womb a certain kind of way and specifically with Down syndrome um, in my opinion I think this is cool I, I don't have a problem with this at all I don't have a problem because there are people who are legitimately alienated from society I think you guys probably recognize this with a lot of people with disabilities and certainly uh, and, and for me this is a toy so it's, it's geared towards children and if you're a kid and you're a high-functioning child with Down syndrome and you are aware that none of your dolls look like you and that you're the, the different person, that sucks. And I don't think it's necessarily pushing any kind of woke agenda. This is actually the best of humanity, I think, is when we, we say, you know what? Why can't uh, the, these kids who are obviously, you know, they're going to be like this forever. There is no... Uh, them getting therapy and all of a sudden snapping out of their Down syndrome the way you would with some of these trannies, okay? It's not the same thing. And we don't have, uh, you know, Down syndrome kids. Uh, we're not dealing with them preying on, on minors at schools. That's a totally different thing. But right now, like I said, when, when you're a hammer, everything starts to look like a nail. And I want to make sure that we are not missing the mark uh, collectively as people and sort of alienating or, or dismissing the wrong parts of society. I, in particular, have a mega soft spot for kids with special needs. Um, that shit will send me to 100 miles an hour real fucking quick. Uh, even as much as I make jokes and shit, and I, I try to be... I would never do something like that, obviously, in the presence of somebody uh, with that type of a disability. Um, but I do jokes and other goofy shit, uh, but never, ever would I do it in front of a child... Uh, who, especially one who's suffering from this type of affliction. So, yeah, I just wanted to, like, make sure we can separate the two. These are not, this isn't the same. This isn't woke. This isn't something that requires canceling. As a matter of fact, and, and the reason I even brought it up, I thought it would be one of those things where we should actually 
elevate something like this. This is a good thing. I actually, like, we criticize all these big brands and manufacturers for all the woke garbage they put out. I feel like this is the one time where we, it's okay for you to say, hey, Mattel, you got this one right, in my opinion. I think it's totally okay to say you got this one right. Uh, this is not... Because I think what's happened right now, you guys, is these are all getting lumped together. So what will happen right now, because conservatives are super hypersensitive about having woke ideologies pushed down their throat, they are hyper-reactionary to anything that does, does uh, come across as inclusive. As a matter of fact, one of the things that's really sad is the word inclusive is now almost, uh, you know, in, in conservative circles, viewed as like sacrilege. It's like, oh, we don't want to do that. But that's completely the opposite. What they've done is they've conflated inclusive uh, with completely normal people who, who have, uh, you know, uncontrolled forms of disabilities. They've conflated people with those legitimate issues with people who are actually sick in the fucking head and need help uh, in a different way. They've conflated it. And what you don't want to do is you end up going, I'm not inclusive. We don't want to include everybody. Well, actually, no, I'm, I'm okay with toys, uh, a, a handful of toys being available for kids that are different so that they have something that they can identify with. That's totally fine. So I think this is more nuanced and I don't, and like I said, I, I think that uh, culturally right now it's like, and I get it. It's a winner take all, no holds barred. It's either you're with us or against us. And Mattel has made a ton of fucking stupid decisions. And I'm not defending Mattel. I can't. Like, we've seen what they've done with the trans shit. We've seen what they've done with the morbidly obese Barbies and shit. That ain't the fucking same as this, where you've got a child with Down syndrome and you create a toy for them. So, um, yeah. Just trying to, trying to get this across because I don't... I, I, you got, it's dangerous because, honestly, I make a lot of jokes and I'm crass. But you also don't want to come across as ignorant to where you can't tell these like very nuanced differences between between uh certain communities in my opinion and if you do you you aren't really maga like that's not what maga is about maga is about making america great again and it's not about uh you know being like oh anything the left supports or comes up with is shit that's just it's not true they're they're fucking stupid people and they are marxist for the most part but occasionally, occasionally, you'll come across something you go, wait, that's actually not, that's okay. You can pick from that. I think being in a rational, intelligent person uh, in a thoughtful patriot is somebody that you're capable of looking, you're not emotionally attached to these things. And so you can look at them objectively and say, does this actually benefit a particular community and does it hurt anybody? Like the difference between like selling tranny dolls and, and, uh, and obviously a Down syndrome doll, obviously there's numerous differences, but you're not going to teach uh, a three-year-old to become have Down syndrome. Does that make sense? Like, Down syndrome is something you're afflicted with from the time you're born until the time you, you pass on. And so I would actually equate having a, a doll of this kind would be very similar to having dolls of different races and ethnicities, which I'm fine with. Like, that's cool. They're... You know, you have little Chinese kids that play with Barbies or black kids or Hispanic kids. They should have dolls that represent their communities as well. There's nothing wrong with that. That's the same thing as this. But there's no fucking way some cross-dressing freakazoid chick with a dick Barbie should be put into the hands of a five-year-old little boy or girl. That's not the same thing. And they want you to conflate them all 
because they know they can make you look like an ignorant white supremacist. That's the objective. That's the objective. And so that's what they're trying to do. So anyway, I just wanted to share that with you guys because I thought I, I kind of looked and I went, I don't have a problem with this. That's okay. That's okay. I thought I was a good one. I see Hogman keeping it classy in the chat. Thanks, Hog. You always know. He always knows when it's okay to fucking guy. Should, I should put you on a five-minute timeout for that one. Fucking send you to the world of the Ralph. I got a little extra coffee for a pick-me-up, you guys. Got a little, little coffee pick-me-up, a little extra. It's okay. Hey, moderators, Hog, Hog fucks around one more time on that subject. Just give him a five-minute for me. He'll like it. He likes it. Fucking masochist. <laughs> I'm not going to give you too much hard time, Hog. I know you're a big softie, you son of a bitch. You make jokes, but you're probably trying not to cry. All right. Uh, let's get into some more cultural stuff. Before I get into the politics stuff, I think it's cultural we could talk. Um, I had a couple other stories I want to share with you guys. Oh, this is not financial advice of any kind. This is absolutely not financial advice of any kind. I'm just pointing something out. Okay? I'm just pointing something out. Not financial advice. Tiger Woods and Justin Timberlake are teaming up to build a 600-acre town in Florida. Uh, this town is going to be out. Uh, where is it at? It's out near Wellington. Wellington, Florida. So um, I'm going to just, I'm not giving any financial advice. I'm just telling you, I'm looking for homes in and around Wellington, Florida right now. It's uh, Wellington, Florida is right near West Palm Beach. Uh, some people think this is an odd match. It's not. Tiger Woods and Justin Timberlake have been friends for years. They live in the same exact community in West Palm or actually out in Jupiter. So Tiger and, and Justin actually are neighbors. They live in the same community already on the ocean. And uh, this, this location, Wellington, is just west of West Palm Beach. And uh, the, the land, the dirt there just got a lot more fucking valuable. So, no, this isn't taking anybody's idea. It's just a master plan community. There's nothing wrong with this. 600 acre uh, little uh, master plan community. This is done all the time. It's going to be a golf club community. And it'll probably be killer. But if you can get in and around where that location's at... <clears throat> Not a bad idea to uh, grab some dirt near there. At least that's what I'm looking at. You know what I mean? Always looking for opportunities. Everybody always, oh, Dilly, what are you going to do? I'm, I'm just looking at something like this. I see a headline like that. I go, oh, tell me more about Wellington. And I start looking. We're sticking with the theme of a little culture here. And uh, this one is a sign of the times, and it's not a good one. You're going to have a nation full of fucking idiots if you don't already. Vermont school removes male and female terms from reproductive system lessons. That's, that's dangerous. Uh, you better hope to God you never have to have a doctor under the age of 35 work on you later on in your life or you're going to die on the table. You are not going to survive that shit. Can you imagine... You finally, you go under the knife and your doctor doesn't know the difference between a dick and a vagina. And they got to do something in and around your fucking lower extremities. That's, uh, that, they are turning this country into a nation of absolute fucking retards. And they're doing it through, uh, through this type of selective education, which is just sick. 
Not only that, and if you don't believe me, you don't believe that this is having a profound effect, uh, a former graduate of this Vermont school, now an adult, um, she and her husband were playing around. They both had graduated from this uh, reproductive, uh, you know, removing of male and female reproductive systems. They, they had graduated from there. And look what happens when you don't know what you're doing, okay? When you don't understand the human body, things like this can happen. Woman has bullet removed from clitoris in first injury of its kind. See that? You see what happens? This is what happens when you remove legitimate science-based gender uh, education and anatomy education. You end up with a bullet in your clit. See that? That's super unfortunate. I had no idea. That's not where you're supposed to put that. That doesn't go there. See how that happens? Yeah. He had no fucking clue. He was trying to kill his wife, and uh, they told her... They told him that uh, she had the same exact, uh, you know, things that he did below, huh? And he thought that's where her brain was because that's where he thinks with down there, right? See? He tried to shoot her in the sheenus because that's, everybody knows people think what their sheenus is. Yeah, see that? That's what happens. Yeah, you go to the wrong school and you end up trying to do a murder-suicide incorrectly. You shoot your wife in the clit. That's terrible. It's fucking, the New York Post is fucking retarded. Oh, why do you do this to me, New York Post? Actually, I just saw those two stories. I put them together, and I, and I made up that part about them going to that school. I, I don't know what school they went to. Speaking of getting shot in the uh, clit, uh, San Francisco, uh, they, their target out there has now put the entire department on lockdown amid shoplifting crisis. Zombies have taken over San Francisco. There is no law enforcement in San Francisco. You can't defend yourself in San Francisco. This is the end of San Francisco. When you have an entire store locked down so you can't shop without somebody grabbing an individual item out of the store for you, good night. Why even keep it open? And you know what? Nobody deserves this to happen to their store more than fucking Target. Target was one of the first stores that started letting dudes dressed as women go into the girls' bathroom with little kids. Fuck Target, honestly. I don't even care. I think it's hilarious. I hope they rob you fucking blind. I hope the degenerate tweakers uh, and fucking other junky pieces of shit you've, you've allowed to been created in your town, I hope they rob your shitty-ass store blind. I hope every fucking item comes out of there. I feel the exact same way about the Walmarts in Chicago. All that money they put towards all these fucking leftists and their bullshit district attorneys. Good. Good. You shouldn't make a penny off of them. You should lose every fucking dollar you've ever made at that store. Anyway, just another sign of the time. Stay the fuck out of San Francisco. It's not safe. Stop going to liberal cities. Get out. You won't survive. They're going to hurt you. Not a joke, as Joe would say. Not a joke. I got more cultural stuff. Hang on. Not done yet. We're not done yet. We'll get into this one. This feels a little cultural. Here's a cultural one for you guys. We've got an employer, and we'll talk about it. I want to hear, hear your perspectives on this. We've got a boss who says uh, he, put this up, um, he put this up anonymously. Attention employees of blank. Work is not meant to be fun. This is your job. Do not dedicate work time to discussion of non-work topics. Do not facilitate friendships during work hours. 
exchange phone numbers, and or hang out after work is complete. Reach me at blank if a coworker is having non-work discussions on company time. Enjoy going out of business. This mentality won't work. This isn't how do you compel, uh, you compel people to have a productive day at your employer at all. When like two thirds of your adult life is spent doing something you probably don't like and you're told to not make friends and not have fun at work, you're essentially being asked to waste two thirds of your life to pay for the one third and not to have fun. It's a terrible fucking place. It's funny. I mean, I don't even have to tell you how this is going to end. No one would want to work in a shithole like this. But this was uh, it's just a little something. I mean, it's, I think it's a, an impelling, a compelling thought exercise. Should you be working? Yes. But I have news for you. People that have that are the most effective and most productive are people who are feeling that they are a part of something bigger than themselves and they're enjoying it and having fun with it. Camaraderie breeds success. Camaraderie absolutely leads to uh, higher productivity levels. This isn't even debatable. I don't want to be a prick, but this dude doesn't sound American either. I'm not going to pretend to know what country this person's from, but this does not sound like an American. I've got some guesses as to what country this would be from, but I'm guessing that this is not an American. It's a fucking job. Are you shitting me? I won't even do it. I won't even do it. I, le I learned that shit years ago. Like, fuck. I'd rather be poor and fucking hungry and miserable with no goddamn opportunities in the world and having fun than have fucking success and stability and literally just toil at a shit-ass job. You get one of these, dude. You get one. You know how many jobs are available in the world? Fucking millions. How many of these do you get? Life? How many lives do you get? You get one, dude. You get one fucking life. You imagine showing up every day. Hey, don't smile. He's going to see you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's get serious. Fuck that, dude. Fuck that. Life is short as fuck, dude. It's short as fuck. And the bottom line is they're going to replace you anyway. The same cocksucker that told you not to have fun at his job and he told you to fucking focus and put all your work and effort in, just so you know, if he could fucking get rid of you and save a couple grand a year and still have the same productivity, you're, you're gone. That's the other part about jobs they don't want to tell you. They're like, hey, you did a great job. Thankfully, the artificial intelligence is caught up to the job you did. And after 12 uh, loyal years where you've never smiled, you never had fun, you didn't make any friends, I'm now uh, excited to let you know we've replaced you with an artificial intelligence that'll work for free and has no liabilities. So I don't even have to pay any of the insurances that go with it. I don't have to pay any of the fucking uh, social security tax on it. None of the, you know, none of that stuff. So no employer tax, it's great. So you, you, uh, you can get the fuck out now. You imagine if I don't want to be too crass, but if I were single, because there's a way that I handle certain things and it's unorthodox. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Like, you know, this I'm an unorthodox person, but I'm going to tell you right now, if I worked at this place and I was single, I'd fuck this guy's wife. There's certain ways that you get back at people and it's a, oh, you can just quit and you leave. Yeah. And maybe, and maybe I fuck his wife on the way out. Like, yeah, don't worry. I didn't smile the entire time. You prick. See ya. I know. Judge me all you want. I know I have an unorthodox way of dealing with terrible human beings. But this is how I would handle it. Like, oh. Well, that's unfortunate. You should have been such an asshole. Now I'm going to bang your wife. Whoops. Whoopsie. I don't give a fuck. Lesser men should get crushed. 
I was not made for this era. I don't think I was made for this era. That's my opinion. Lesser men should be crushed. Lesser women should be crushed. I, I don't. I just I'm like, nope. You're a fucking scumbag. You shouldn't be put in a position of power. You're awful. Your business should be fucking uh, torpedoed, and your wife should get nailed. I know. <laughs> Is it a joke? Am I serious? Who knows? Could be both. Could be both. I'm just saying. But it's just, it's awful. You see stuff like that. And the thing that's really sad is most of the people in this country are so terrified to lose a job. Like you would tolerate a working environment like that for the right amount. Like most of you love your families and you love your livelihood so much that you're like, well, I don't want to give back the nice shit I bought my wife or my kids. I don't want to not be able to pay for their college education. I don't want to not be able to afford my wife's new car. So yeah, that's fine. I guess I'll just stay here and not make friends. Like a lot of you would do that. And I understand it. I think it's a terrible decision. I think that, uh, in my opinion, if you don't risk everything periodically, you, you probably never will live. I know I'm the weird one. Just so we're clear, I, am, I understand I'm the weird one out of all of us. But I don't believe in playing things safe for any reason. And I think stability is a complete farce. I think any idea, and this is the saddest thing, is that they indoctrinated a lot of really good Americans into the idea and the, the illusion of stability. They told you if you did all these things, ding, 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 you would always have stability in life. And what they didn't tell you is that stability is fucking bullshit. It's garbage. It's complete. It's a total and complete farce. And you can do everything they told you to play safe and be stable and still lose every fucking aspect of your life and not have any fun. They never wanted to tell you that part. You could be stable and work the 60-hour work week and grind and give the kids and the wife a better life than they could have imagined, and then she's going to fuck your neighbor and leave you anyway because you were never home and you didn't tend to her other needs and your children are estranged from you. Stability is a total fucking farce. I don't even, I don't even sort of believe in it. I believe in gambling on you. I believe in investing in you. I believe in calculated risks uh, in you and in, in causes that you believe in and just live with the result, whatever it is, good or bad. But I've watched it. You know, I'm 40 now. So like I get to give different advice than I used to. You know, I used to feel like oh, I, I'm not in a position to give this advice because I hadn't been successful yet and I was younger. Now I'm like, I've been around a while. I'm like, yep, I'm successful. I have a great business. I have a, a wonderful business that can survive any economy. It can expand and it can contract with the times. And uh, I understand business a little bit better. I've lived a full life uh, already at 40. And I'm like, yep, I was fucking right. This is the same advice I would have given at 30. I'd have given the same advice. The only difference now is I can validate it with my results, which is pretty fucking cool to do. It's all about being memorable. You know who's not fucking memorable, dude? And I know I started this show and we talked culture and we talked Down syndrome, which makes it really awkward to have to play this clip of somebody who is completely, according to them, not suffering from any kind of, uh, you know, abnormality and mental, mental health and or disability. This is supposedly, allegedly, according to the fucking papers, somebody with a full mental capacity, though I would argue someone's lying. So I think it's very important, as you have heard from so many incredible leaders, for us at every moment in time, and certainly this one, to see the moment in time in which we exist and are present, and to be able to contextualize it, to understand where we exist in the history 
and in the moment as it relates not only to the past, but the future. <laughs> so, I think it's very important, as you have heard from so many incredible leaders, for us at every moment in time, and certainly this one, to see the moment in time in which we exist and are present, and to be able to contextualize it, to understand where we exist in the history and in the moment as it relates not only to the past, but the future. <laughs> Is Bryson fucking gay writing her speeches now? That was the most Bryson Gray fucking speech I've ever heard in my life. Dude, I swear to God, that's the meme. She just did the meme. That was the Bryson Gray meme. That was 100%. Miguel Fornia had made that fuck. That was Bryson Gray. That was... Are you shitting me? That was the meme. She just did the fucking meme. Say it again. Hold on. She just threw like fucking 78 words together and was like, speech. So I think it's very important, as you have heard from so many uh -huh. incredible leaders, for us at every hold on, hold on. I got a better idea. We're gonna break this fucking down. We're doing this the right way. Let me crank the volume a little bit on this bitch. Let's let's talk about this. Come all over me, Harris. In time and certainly this one Whoop. to see the moment in time in which we exist and are present. Okay, so she wants us to see the moment in time in which we exist in our present. We want to seize the moment in time in which we live in our present. <laughs> this, this might be. <laughs> we're all going to be dumber. By the time we're done breaking this down, we will all feel like we took a Delta 8 gummy. We just want to seize this moment in time, in the present moment which we live. <laughs> what? Dude? Hold on. And go. And to be able to contextualize it. Oh, yeah. Understand where we exist in the history and in the moment as it relates not only to the past, but the future. Dude. <laughs> this is the most sad piece of psychobabble shit I have ever fucking seen from somebody occupying the vice presidential position. This is, dude, she could have spelled potato wrong and had a better response than this hunk of shit. Are you kidding me? Did you guys... No, that's no. Fetterman would have written a better speech. That is that is a hundred percent Bryson Gray right there. This is exactly how Bryson Gray sounds when he's arguing. I I know. I fucking tried to debate that retard. I was like, none, nothing you just said makes any fucking sense. You just took a bunch of different random thoughts and mushed them together, and you found some big words to intertwine within them. You want to under understand? Contextualize. This is amazing. Hold on. I got to go back to the beginning. One last time. Just one more time. I know. You guys are like, dude, Dilly, no more. Yes, one more. One more. So I think it's very important, as you have heard from so many incredible leaders, for us at every moment in time, and certainly this one, to see the moment in time in which we exist in our present. She's and to be able to contextualize it, to understand where we exist She's in the history. Song. Sucks dick sometimes. 
stick sometimes. Well, she sucks dick sometimes. that's right, women's rights movement. You wanted to know what would happen if you empowered a woman to put on a fucking business suit with shoulder pads and suck the cock of every powerful male in her office and see how far up the food chain she could go. You wanted to see what would happen. You wanted to try out the social experiment that was, hey, let's take a random woman and start her, have her blowing, starting with her fucking professor at law school and sucking cock all the way through the mayor's office and eventually up until the fucking White House. Let's see what happens. You guys wanted to see. You told a woman with a fucking terrible, terrible business suit and some shoulder pads in there she could be the vice president of the United States one day if she was ambitious enough and sucked enough dick. Well, this is what you get. There it is. We now know unequivocally what will happen if you take an invalid and a cocksucker and let them run the world. And uh, we are on the verge of World War III. And I can't imagine why. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps maybe... It's time to get back in the kitchen. Maybe it's time to just only hire people based on the merit and skill uh, and no longer on their gender or their appearance or their age or their anything. Just hire them entirely based on the merit of their fucking skill. That's it. Oh, my God. The sad thing is all those young people behind her that don't know what the fuck they're even holding signs for. Reproductive freedom, you dumb little cunts. Fuck. Dude, I love that everything with the left is about slavery. So now you're fucking, now your cooter's enslaved? Is that what you're telling me? Did conservatives fucking put your clitoris in chains? Is that what's happening? Your ovaries are fucking bound and working in a field somewhere? Is that what I'm led to believe, Democrats? Is everything always about some shit that happened 400 fucking years ago? This is where we're at now. Right? Reproductive freedom? Really? I can't remember the last time I saw someone got arrested for fucking dropping a load in some rando. I, I don't remember seeing that. Did I fucking... Did I, I don't remember that happening. It's fucking insane. Reproductive freedom. These fucking assholes. Why is it even called reproductive freedom? Because it's not. You're free to reproduce. But you don't want to fucking pe make people reproduce. This is the, what you want is the freedom to kill reproduction. That's the opposite. Reproductive freedom doesn't even make fucking sense. You already have that. You can come in whoever you want over the age of 18 and make fucking babies all over the place. Black people can do it with white people. White people can do it with Asian people. Hispanic people can do it with Hispanic people. Fucking dudes can apparently do it with dudes now. You can do, all of you can just bust all those nuts and all those fucking people over the age of 18. Nobody gives a shit. Make the babies. Don't make the babies. Nobody cares. Fucking total and absolute reproductive freedom. You don't want reproductive freedom. You want the ability to murder something that's trying to reproduce. That's the opposite. That is not reproductive freedom. It's fucking ridiculous. Then you get these dumb fucking... And this is sad. These soulless, empty fucking heads. These fucking two-cent heads. You get to stand behind her holding signs and they have no idea what they're saying. They don't even get it. Just empty, dumb fucking children. I just want to be able to have all kinds of nuts busted in me. And I want to be able to murder the baby. Like, that's where we're at. That's where we're at now. We got a bunch of 19-year-old girls standing behind this whore. 
fucking, oh, I, I want to be able to let as many frat bros drop loads in me, uh, and then I want to be able to murder the baby that they make on accident. Because I didn't want to fucking, I didn't want to go in and get that little doodad put in my hoo-ha to prevent pregnancy for the next decade. I couldn't be bothered to handle a 12-minute fucking uh, procedure to prevent babies for a decade. So instead, I want to be able to just fucking murder the shit out of a baby in the event that I get pregnant from one of the frat bros who ran train on me. Is that what I'm understanding here? Is this, this, is, this is where we're at as a country. And then you've got Kamala Harris with her fucking absolute, like, is she fucked up every time she does a speech now? I can't even tell anymore. It, why does Kamala Harris remind me of a woman in the late 70s who just took quaaludes and then gave a speech? Like, it's not even like she's using modern drugs. It's like she went back to her fucking Cosby era and just is basically fucking dosing herself before she goes up there and starts just spewing out shit. It just it doesn't make any sense. This is fucking this is ridiculous. It's fucking hey, dude. I swear to God. This culture is so backwards. It's just, everything is just such fucking bullshit. All right, we got to pick up the pace because I'm going to fall behind. And you know what? And then why, why are we here? What's going on? Because here's the truth. We're here because smart people were too busy fucking making their own lives great while dumb people were busy fucking up everyone else's lives as the smart people sat by and let it happen because they didn't give a shit. That's why we're here. Because fucking stupid, ambitious motherfuckers were able to hijack the country and run it completely off the edge. And now, this is what it looks like. President Biden re announces his re-election campaign, but Americans say he's already lost it. Yeah, no shit. What was the giveaway? Him fucking meandering la around like an invalid, like a man who should be in a home? Was it him shitting his pants a couple years ago when he was abroad? Just dropping deuce right there in front of a foreign fucking dignitary? Yeah, I suppose that's probably, you know, maybe it's time to get a different president when yours can't not shit his pants in the presence of the fucking Pope or whoever the hell it was. Might need a different guy. It's unbelievable to me. Dude, it's just completely unbelievable. Thank God I have Lauren Eve to help me explain this situation. Go away from my window Leave at your own chosen speed I'm not the one you want, babe I'm not the one you need You say you're looking for someone Who's never weak but always strong to protect you and defend you Whether you are right or wrong Someone to open each and every door But it ain't me, babe No, 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 it ain't me, babe It ain't me you're looking for, babe Go lightly from the ledge, babe Go lightly on the ground I'm not the one you want, babe 
I'll only let you down Someone who will die for you and more But it ain't me, babe No, 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 it ain't me, babe It ain't me you're looking for, babe There <laughs> you go, Lauren Eve. Thank you. Thank you. This fucking geriatric prick, even when he wasn't uh, gone mentally, he was always stupid. That's what's scary about him. He was never actually intelligent. He was always just a fucking crook. Now he's a crook with dementia. Biden, 80, once attacked 63-year-old rival for being too old. Really? Joe is not a young 80. Joe is 80 on the verge of punching his ticket. Grandpa's mind is gone. Gone entirely, and we all fucking know it. The whole world knows it, which is why they're behaving the way they do. But don't worry. Grandpa's got one last gift to give all of us, and that is a nuclear fucking winter. Thanks, Grandpa. Appreciate it. U.S. to send nuclear submarine to South Korea for the first time in 40 years. Whoopsie. Not a joke. Not a joke. Yeah, you got a problem here. You got a major fucking problem. This old man and his handlers have an agenda that is far more sinister than most people realize. And even our foreign adversaries, I think, are legitimately concerned right now. There's a growing number of worrying parallels between 1914, 1939, and 2023. The Great War has been too long. Most from that era have gone. And that's the problem with history. When people have not passed on the stories of those generations, the future generations are doomed to repeat it. And thus, you have them openly discussing nuclear weapons being used on one another. You have them openly declaring that they may, in fact, be heading for a World War III, a subject that shouldn't even be available uh, for discussion, not in a modern era. But they don't care. This is saber-rattling from old cunts that shouldn't have been in power. This is what happens when you have a rigged system and when all of the old motherfuckers that run everything refuse to fucking let go of the grips of power. This is what happens when nations around the globe have a bunch of fucking power-hungry geriatrics at the helm who refuse to turn over the reins of power to younger, more vibrant people who have something to lose. You do not want every major nation on planet Earth run by motherfuckers who will not see the next decade. That's a problem. That's a gamble. Not a good idea. I love old people. I don't love ancient motherfuckers running every lever of power in a fucking society. It's horrible. This is what happens. Joe is going to lead us straight into a nuclear fucking winter if we're not careful. But don't worry. You know who's going to end up preventing it and solving the problem and absolutely hijacking uh, first world status from the United States of America? Fucking China. Xi and Zelensky hold long and meaningful call in first since war began. Joe Biden could have been the man to save and prevent war uh, abroad. Instead, because he's an invalid and he's fucking dumb, and his handlers are even dumber, 
Xi Jinping from China gets to come in and broker more peace. Must I remind you, he already did this once with Saudi Arabia and Iran. He already brought, he already brought fucking stability to the Middle East again. Xi did that. Not the United States of America. We could have. It was already stable when Trump left. Joe fucked it all up. Xi stepped in and settled things back down. Now you're going to let the Chinamen steal your thunder here? Really? One more? Because I got news for you. Perception is reality. And the perception is, if you want something settled, do not call Joe Biden. Call Xi Jinping. We are getting outclassed right now on the world stage by the Chinamen. This is a horrible optic. Now, on one hand, you should be fucking thankful because there's, there is the potentiality for a peaceful resolution, and I don't really give a shit who does it. But I'm not going to sit here and blow smoke up your ass and tell you that this helps the United States of America on the world stage. It makes you look weak and dumb. Weak and absolutely dumb. President Trump still calling balls and strikes right down the middle. You got to love him for this one. New York Post, big triggered over it. Trump labels Biden crime family and Watergate times 10 in online rant. It, it is. Biden's so much worse than that. We now know that the Ashley Biden uh, diary is legitimate. Still one of the most underreported stories in the last 12 months is that the diary turned out to be totally authentic, which now basically in her own words as a child implicates that Joe Biden would sneak into the shower with his daughter and she started showering late in the night to avoid him climbing in the shower with her. Mind you, she was old enough to have a fucking, uh, a, a fucking diary at the point that she was complaining about this behavior. Again, let me just reiterate the, Bi the Ashley Biden fucking diary is real, and she wrote about Joe climbing in the shower with her every time she would be trying to shower, and how she had started showering late at night so he wouldn't catch her showering and wouldn't get in with her. He's a pedophile. He was fucking his own kid. There's no discussion. It's no longer Joe might be. It's no longer there's questionable, beha questionable behavior. It's, it's literally... It's black and white truth. The FBI has verified and validated the contents of that diary. So Joe wasn't just fucking America the last 50 years. He's also been fucking his family members. It's not like you can call Joe Biden a pedophile now and no one will sue you and no one will take action against you because you could actually prove it in a court of law if that push came to shove. Joe Biden is a pedophile. He is a pedophile who's currently uh, sitting in the White House and is there illegitimately, and no one's doing shit about it because the country's been completely hijacked. So when Donald Trump says that they're crime family and Watergate times 10, he's actually being super generous and nice because it's way worse than that. It's way, way worse than what uh, is being reported. And we all know it. We all fucking know it. Thankfully, we got Donnie J on the comeback trail. I love a good comeback story. But he's pissed off because they have now continued to perpetuate a different bullshit case against him. That's right. They caught, they got caught lying again. The Miss Bergdorf Goodman case is financed by a big political donor that they tried to hide. Does anybody believe that I would take a then almost 60-year-old woman that I didn't know 
from the front door of a very crowded department store with me being very well known, to put it mildly, into a tiny dressing room and her? She didn't scream? There are no witnesses? Nobody saw this? She never made a police complaint? If I was seen there with a woman, big press scam, they are still railroading the shit out of him, smearing his fucking name, trying to demoralize and destroy everything he has accomplished in his entire life. I've never seen anything like it, and it is absolutely obscene how far they have gone. So much so, and this is the E. Jean Carroll case. Miss Bergdorf Goodman is a made-up scam. Her lawyer is a political operative financed by a big political donor that they just that they said didn't exist, only to get caught lying about that. Just look at her CNN interview before and after the commercial break, like a different person. She said there was a dress using the old Monica Lewinsky stuff. Then she didn't want to produce it. The dress should be allowed to be part of the case. This is a fraudulent and false story. Witch hunt. It's all fucking bullshit. Everything is fucking bullshit. And it has been for a few years now. Everything is bullshit. Everything is bullshit. Everything is racist. Everything is racist. Everything is bullshit. Everything is bullshit. Everything is racist. Everything is racist. certainly viable it's going to be very interesting to see what happens i think there's a chance of winning yeah. oh really you you actually do i think absolutely. would you vote for the man i think the country is so down i think we're in such a deep depression and nobody wants to talk about it the mm -hmm. stock market's up if the stock market went down then we are officially in a depression right. in this country and so many people are disgusted with what's happened people that own homes their homes are worth one half their own they're worth one third you have a nice house by the way well thank you very the much woman was <laughs> uh but again would you would you vote for him a man knowing I, what I you would, know of I would real estate and vote. I mean, I'd want to see some of his positions. Yeah. He hasn't made them clear, but I certainly would. I know him. He's a hell of a guy. He's a good guy. Could you take him in a fight? I think I could. Do it. <laughs> do you guys know why I use those clips together? Do you guys know why I put that clip right after talking about the E. Jean Carroll case? Do you know why? Because that clip of that dapper, successful, humble, attractive man, then young President Donald J. Trump, or then just real estate mogul Donald Trump, is exactly the same window of time that this crazy old bitch was suggesting he raped her. That's why I put them together. Thank you, California, for making that, but I put them back to back because that crazy-ass old woman is suggesting that that dapper, youthful man raped her in a fucking dressing room with zero evidence, with zero evidence, with absolutely nothing to support this, with no accusation made for almost 30 fucking years, and then she climbs out of the fucking woodwork to make some shit up and suggest that that guy, that guy right there, who at the time was married to a supermodel, a different one, it's all bullshit, man. The fact that that blazy Ford bitch isn't in prison 
tells you where we stand as a country. And I feel horrible about this. The blowback against, I think, women as a whole long term is going to be horrendous. The false accusations, uh, the, a lot of the crazy feminization of men. There is always a correcting of things. You, you can never stay the way it was. It, it never will stay the same. And there's always, always going to be a correction. And I just really, really fear long term for what's going to happen and what's going to come out of all this. The emasculation of, of men, the uh, false accusations that were given merit for the sake of political fucking expedience. I mean, a lot of this is, it's horrible. It's horrible. And it's inevitable now. That pendulum always, always swings. It's the same thing I feel for the LGBTQ community. Those gay people that are just trying to live their lives. Being misrepresented by a bunch of weaponized, deranged fucking assholes uh, and being weaponized by political people. The blowback long term is going to be horrific. And the worse things get, the more extreme those solutions will become. That's, the, that's how you ended up with like Nazi Germany. The more extreme the, th the, 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 more extreme the fluctuasa uh, fluctuations, and I almost fucking uh, Kamala Harris that one. The more extreme the fluctuations in both finance and culture, the more severe the response and what people will accept and embrace. This is why this is why the Nazis were able to even take power was a, si a similar loss of cultural identity and financial opportunity. There's only one way to stop all of this. It's Trump. If it's not Trump, you got a major fucking problem because you can only push people to a point and then it all just collapses on itself. <sighs> Interesting times. All right, Donnie J wasn't done this morning. He was on a. Uh, he was throwing heaters all morning. I appreciated this one. This is a good one. President Trump fired off this cute little cartoon. Uh, yeah, a rhino tool is what he's calling old meatball now. Good old meatball taking one right square in the shorts again. For votes enough to spread Waiting seemed like the right thing But the Trump haters deceived you Now MAGA will destroy you Laughing as we go The puppets that surround you Fill your head with dreams A book nobody asked for Another rhino scheme Every time that we look at you
Please clap. Oh, Megalofornia, absolutely killing it. President, Never Back Down Incorporated is responsible for the content of this advertising. Oh, boy. This dude. Holy shit. Thank you, Megalofornia. That was amazing. Dilly Meme Team knocking it out day after day, destroying this guy's campaign. Quick, what was the first thing I said that we were going to do? When it came to DeSantis and, we, and I said, we're going to meme you, what did I tell you our ultimate goal was going to be? Meme Team knows. Meme team, what was our ultimate goal? Was it to affect voters or did we have somebody else we were targeting uh, to, to ultimately destroy this guy's career? We'll let the meme team answer. Who was our, what did I tell you was going to happen back in January when we hatched this fucking plan? Who were we trying to impact so that we could basically get rid of this cocksucker? What are we going after? So we're about to bring in the story. Meme team already knew we're going to meme him into oblivion, but who, who are we going to, how are we going to destroy him? That's right. Thank you, Phantom Shadow. We only have to change the minds of one group of people to destroy Meatball. Donors. Ken Griffin, the hedge fund CEO, seemed poised to back DeSantis six months ago, has been privately telling people he's deeply troubled by DeSantis currently, per the New York Times. The reason you can beat DeSantis by destroying donors is because he has no grassroots. Ta-da! Suck on that one, DeSantards. You can't win without mega donors because you don't have a coalition of grassroots supporters. Whoopsie! I told you what we were going to do. We were going to clean knock you the fuck out by basically making the optics uh, so bad that your mega donors were like, this guy is a fool. What happened? Your biggest mega donor... It, who is an absolute fucking great white shark in business is now very, very clearly looking and saying, this guy doesn't have the ability to win. He can't win. He can't fight back. He does not have the talent around him, nor does he have the charisma to deal with the, uh, the attacks of, on his own. So when you can't win on your own, and you don't have a team around you that's capable of moving in the environment that we've created, you're fucked. And now the donors all know it. Not only that, and this is the big one, old rich white people, no matter what they tell you, don't want to back a pussy. Old rich white guys back Democrats all the time because they might be insane, they might be corrupt, but man, they are shrewd and they are fucking, they are super evil. They will like, they will go to the mat. The Santas is a pussy. They openly call him a pussy. Once you think your candidate's a pussy, you can't win. That's the end of it. You're a pussy, you can't win. I'm not giving you my money. It's like the most basic of fucking human instincts. I'm going to give you millions of my dollars. Do you think you can defend it? Oh, I think I can. Thank you, sir. You know what? You kind of seem like a little bitch. You're out of here. Remember I kept telling you guys, a lot of this stuff gets back to just basic human nature. At the end of the day, you can have all the great ideas in the world, but if you're fucking timid and you don't know how to fight, and you don't know how to be direct and fucking bam and look at a camera and say, you know what? Fuck him. That guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Insert thing here. And you don't have a counterpoint. You can't be president. No one wants to back somebody who's tepid. You have to at least believe your own bullshit. When you run a campaign of never back down and then spend the entire first six months backing down, you look like a goddamn idiot. That's Team DeSantis right now. You really ran a campaign of never back down and then told the candidate to never refer to President Trump by his actual name? You, you literally thought 
we'll run a campaign of, the, we're gonna call it never back down, and then we want you to behave like a passive aggressive pussy for the first six months. That's what you thought would win? Who the fuck is formulating this plan over there? Is this all Casey? Is this Peshaw? The woman with the last name that sounds like a female fart? Is that what that was? Someone thought, let's come out with a really tough guy, fucking uh, su super alpha male persona for our candidate, and then tell him to never be direct and use a passive-aggressive approach to dealing with the former president? Are you shitting me? This has to be a dumb female that wrote this whole thing. I don't even think, I don't even actually believe Karl Rove is capable of being this fucking retarded. This feels like the female fart known as Pushaw and Casey DeSantis formulating a plan to try and push out this little fucking meatball in front of the country and be like, he's an alpha with his little fucking, his little dick energy. Are you kidding me? This is stupid. It's just stupid. Like on its face, it's dumb. You're going to lose before you even start because you didn't actually have a coalition of support. So then you, all you had was big mega money. But then the big mega money realized you're a little bitch. You're going to... Let me put it to you like this, dude. This is the reality of where we're at. It took them four years to build the persona of DeSantis in, in Florida. All of that was built, very carefully crafted, as this tough guy badass in Florida. It took four years to develop that image. And it took... The Dilly meme team, the Dilly 300, and Donald J. Trump's team combined less than six months to undo all of that good publicity. In six months, we took four years of image stroking and flushed it down the shitter. Do you guys understand how expensive that is? You're talking hundreds of millions of dollars in framing of an individual's face and name and image and we just took a giant shit on it in less than six months and we did for the most part all of it for free president trump just kept highlighting his policy shit called him sanctimonious it's not even a bad nickname team trump just kept hitting him on the facts dilly meme team the dilly 300 we eviscerated him we made you uncool you can't come back from that sorry we butt fucked you right into oblivion your whole campaign, your whole career up in flames because of some shit posters on the internet and a guy in his fucking t-shirt. Whoopsie. Whoopsie. Probably should have had a better plan, dude. This guy never would have survived a general election. Never. He never would have survived a general election. Not at all. He would have gotten obliterated. He would have been fucking steamrolled. He's too weak. He's absolutely too weak. He's so weak, and I hope this is the right clip. Let's see, because there's a clip that Phantom Shadow made because uh, Team DeSantis got the New York Post to run an article about how Trump couldn't beat, couldn't beat uh, Joe Biden. Damn it, that's the wrong one. God damn it, I grabbed the wrong one. Phantom, Phantom, I'm going to play that too. We'll play that. Maybe I'll play that while we wait to grab this clip. I knew I, fu I thought I had it, and I fucking didn't have it. Some there it is. Wait, do I have it? Hold on, I might have it. Did I have it? God damn it. I'm grabbing it now. I'm not moving off this topic until I get to talk about it. Phantom Shadow did something for all of you to make it very simple and concise. It's uploading. I'll have it in seconds. Producer Dilly is all over it. We've got that clip, sir. Thank you, Dilly. 
I'm bringing it in now. There we go. Look how tricky these sons of bitches are. They think they're slick. They got the New York Post to run an article. They're like, oh, Trump can't beat Biden. Okay, let's talk about that. out to mags mags memes caught that first i think mags caught that told phantom phantom made a meme the new york post cited a fucking poll from the super PAC for desantis as the reason trump can't beat biden they cited a poll from the super PAC of the opposition and ran the headline i'm just explaining what you didn't see if you couldn't see it it was too small that's what that was all he did was click on the New York Post article, go down to the hyperlink of what they're referencing, according to, according to, and he was like, oh, what's that, click? And it took you to the fucking never back down super PAC. That's the company that did the polling. Do you know how pathetic you are? Do you know how fucking pathetic you are to put out fake news? And then you, you called up an editor at the New York Post and go, hey, will you run this article? It is the gayest, most sad thing I've ever seen. That's like, dude, like, I'm the most beautiful woman in the world. No shit. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's right there in that article in the New York Post. Oh, my God. It does say you're the most beautiful woman in the world. Uh, who's it according to? Let me click the hyperlink. And it takes you to a picture of your mother. Like, that's what they just did. They're like, oh, according to my mom, I'm the prettiest. I'm the prettiest girl in the world. According to mom. It's fucking DeSantis. What's next? Are you going to tell us that... Uh, that fucking Rod's got the biggest dick in the world and it's going to hyperlink back to his stupid-ass wife? According to me! Fucking biggest four-inch peen I've ever seen! Eh. Like, really? Are you shitting me? That's, that's our frame of reference. Biggest cock in world on Governor. According to his fucking diminutive and slightly retarded wife. Bam! Click the hyperlink. It's her holding a fucking measuring tape. Ah! Are you, like, are you fucking kidding me? And then the American public's like, oh, according to this poll I saw, according to this poll that I saw, DeSantis is the biggest dick in the world, according to his wife. Are you kidding me right now? Like, this is what passes now is politics and news. We're checking the polls. Fucking pathetic, dude. What an absolutely pathetic campaign. You deserve to be destroyed. Not just beat. You deserve to be fucking absolutely completely destroyed humiliated even ruined be ruined beyond all fucking reason donnie j is the one doing it and the wall just got 10 feet taller believe me
I'm not I'm not a candidate, so we'll see. I'm not I'm not a candidate, so we'll see. I'm not I'm not a Oh boy, not a bot killing that thing. Well done, Team Dilly. God, you guys are so good. I don't know what I would do without you guys, seriously. Meme Team's amazing. On days that my brain is all fuzzy or I have ideas that I can't convey, I just, I have this incredible group of people I get to work with. Hey, thank you guys. Seriously. I love you guys. Like, <laughs> this group of ragtag fucking memers with yours truly are like playing this huge role in uh, changing the outcome of Western uh, civilization. <laughs> it's, it's too much, man. It's too much. Can I say? Do we have more time? We have more time. I have more time. We have, we have some more stuff I got to cover. We're not done yet. Oh, hey, by the way, bankers are fucking evil. Sorry, Tiffy. <laughs> I know she's in the chat right now. Like, Brendan. I know, honey. I'm sorry. It's not fair, but it is true. Citibank uh, leaves a city banker rather leaves firm after report of Jeffrey Epstein meetings. So in case you aren't paying attention, we've now had uh J.P. Morgan Bank uh, CEO Jamie Dimon have to testify about his affiliation with Epstein. And now we've got Citibank having to testify about his affiliation with Jeffrey Epstein. So just awesome. Just great. All the people who are protecting your money, when they're not protecting your money, they're traveling to uh, fucking Epstein Island and diddling kids, allegedly. Which is why I feel so much better when I read headlines like this about First Republic. Hey, now, that's a fun one. First Republic Bank wants the U.S. government to rescue uh, them as stock keeps falling after a $100 billion loss in deposits. Whoopsie. Whoopsie. First Republic Bank fading fast heading for the dustbin of history. Whoopsie. You guys hear Bob barking? Rihanna came home. She likes to come home late in the show so that it gets the dog barking. Part of our thing now. It's okay, though. She probably looks beautiful with her haircut. We'll let it slide. Anyway, fuck these bankers. Let them fail. Don't use my money to bail these cunts out. Don't you dare. Nobody cares. Now, I want to circle back. Hey, yo, Jen Pisaki. Little, little uh, shout out to Jen Zachy. I'll circle back to a story. Tucker Carlson. Why is he out? Who threw him out? There's, there's rumors that it had to do with his faith. Rumors that it had to do with Rupert Murdoch's former fiance. All kinds of rumors here, rumors there. Ultimately, I think something horrible is uh, on the horizon. And I think the military industrial complex is at the forefront of that thing. Tucker Carlson, besides... Hitting on all, uh, hitting a lot of the controversial stories that even Fox themselves weren't comfortable covering, but he most hit on a subject that they really didn't like. He was anti-war. He was anti-death. 
He was anti the uh, fucking official rhino um, Warhawk uh, foreign policy position. Good riddance, end quote. Military industrial complex celebrates Tucker Carlson's Fox News exit, rather. I think Tucker was removed prior to whatever they have planned geopolitically, militarily. This is what I believe. Carlson was unceremoniously booted from the network on Monday, despite being the most popular primetime TV news host in America. He was reportedly given barely 10 minutes notice of the decision before it was revealed to the media. Perhaps, unsurprisingly, members of the military industrial complex and the deep state are all but popping champagne corks in response to the news. Quote, we are a better country without him bagging on our military every night in front of hundreds of thousands of people, one senior DOD official told Politico. Good riddance, added another. This tells you how fucking inept and dumb the head's senior defense uh, department official. Hundreds of thousands of people? Try millions, you fucking clown. Millions, not hundreds of thousands. Millions. I don't remember the last show Tucker did that had less than fucking one and a half million people watching. On a slow night, Tucker was getting almost two million. But this cunt down at the fucking DOD, the Pentagon... Well, hundreds of thousands of people. They didn't like the criticism. They didn't like the heat. They didn't like that Tucker was preventing them in some ways from being able to move forward with their next agenda abroad. Blowing up more brown people, more white people, just depends on the day, really. And using those fungible goods they call bombs so they can keep that fucking payload coming. Right? Got to get that spending going. Meanwhile, Dr. Nicholas Waddy political analyst and associate professor of history at SUNY Alfred told Sputnik that Carlson's departure will quote, solidify the neoconservative hawkish orientation of Fox news. When it comes to supporting conflicts like the one in Ukraine, the more important question though, is whether uh, oppositional media and journalism and thus democratic pluralism can survive in an environment in which misinformation and libel are so opportunistically defended. Waddy added, and in which a media organization can be buried in litigation as well as abandoned by skittish advertisers and thus stifled financially if it strays from political orthodoxy. Yikes. As we highlight in the video below, there were a number of reasons for Carlson's exit, but prime amongst them was his constant questioning of how much taxpayer money was being used to prolong the war in Ukraine and what the end goal was. That's right. It was a money laundering operation. It was corruption. The weapons, most of which are ending up in foreign adversaries and the money ending up in also Democrat and some Republican pockets as it was washed in Ukraine. Yikes. Watch out, everybody. What comes next uh, when you finally see what you call this in military is you essentially want to control the battlefield prior to taking it. I've got a lot of former military people in here. Is that correct? Before you go to battle, you want to control the landscape. And in this case, some of that landscape is in media. It's critical. You have to be able to move the public towards a certain opinion to justify the spending and get the approval of Congress. This seems to be what they're doing. They need to unify the message about their next steps geopolitically on foreign policy. Uh-oh. 
Tucker Carlson is not at Fox anymore, in my opinion, so that they could preemptively set the table for what comes next. 24-7 fucking coverage of a war abroad. You know the shit they love to show. Missiles being launched, people getting blown up, explosions happening, war correspondents, big money. They're down in the dumps. All of these media organizations are on the fucking brink of total and, uh, total and complete collapse. They're all taking it in the shorts. If you're going to save your organization, you need something that draws in viewership. Nothing draws in viewership quite like war. But you can't have your biggest, most popular voice at your fucking uh, organization be anti-war and anti-foreign, uh, you know, your foreign policy. Keep your head on a swivel out there. Keep your fucking head on a swivel because these two jive turkeys are not going to be the ones telling you the truth. And we all know it. Thank you, Phantom and Mo. That was an extremely gay ending, and I appreciate you guys doing that. Why war abroad? Number of reasons. Want to know what the biggest one is? You want to know why you really need a war abroad? Because the people of this country are starting to ask more and more questions and have more and more evidence regarding the origins of COVID and the handling of it coming out. The war will be used to cover and, and essentially draw away from discussion about COVID, its handling, and the vaccines they released uh, to try and fight it. That's why. War serves multiple fronts. You get to kill a bunch of people. You get to write off a bunch of debt. You get to deal with inflation finally. And you get to cover up all of your crimes of the last three, four, five years. Don't shoot the messenger. But we're not going to let you guys finish on that kind of a note. I'm not going to end the show on that kind of note. Why? Because Melania. Birthday girl.
Ah, that's a good one. Thank you, Miguel, for it. That's a perfect way to end this show. Happy birthday, Melania Trump. God bless you. God bless America, and God bless President of the United States, Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilly, and I'll be back tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern for another episode of The Dilly Show. Until then, let's keep taking it all back. Have a wonderful hump day, everybody. But there is no way. This is the United States of America. We're not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not going to get calmer as years go by. We're going to get more fired up. We're going to want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not, is not something about the just, oh, the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back. We want our music back. We want our sports back. We're fighting for all of it. I won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of Americanism back and actually representing America. We're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. We're raising children. You're aborting them, we're raising them. We're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the the, uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech. We're not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican, rhino, sellout, scumbag, globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just going to have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere.